You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here during another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf Season 4, Episode 4, The Benefactor. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And joining me, AfterBuzz TV host, June Lee. Hi, everyone. We have two special guests for you today. We have Teen Wolf editor, Gabriel Fleming. Woo! (laughs) And assistant editor, Betsy Thompson. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Of course, it's a pleasure. Uh, yes. What was your favorite scene to edit this episode? Oh, there was a couple really good ones. There's this one that the song is playing to right now, the Kira and Scott. Mm-hmm. It's called um, Us Movement. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this scene the, that this song was used for was really a nice romantic scene. Was it filmed a of, in a boathouse? Or it was, was that? filmed on a set. Yeah. On a oh. very beautiful set with a big three-inch deep pool of water outside that you made the lake and uh, a big old moon so yeah. just like this it was really beautiful yeah and a lot of smoke and steam <laughs> kind of going across that's the, awesome yeah yeah it's and there apparently. were these little tiny um if you looked across the fake lake there are these little tiny model houses oh, that are lit yeah. up that you can oh kind gosh, of see in the background that's awesome. It's a beautiful set. I the will have to rewatch that. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard you were going to tell us who the benefactor was. Yeah. Yes. We're here to tell you. To spoil it mm-hmm. for everyone. That the benefactor. Wait for it. I can't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't. I just felt myself getting fired. <laughs> It oh might it might be Tyrion Lannister though. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god, we love you guys. Thank you. I think it is Tyrion. That would make sense because mm-hmm. they need the money in King's Landing, probably <laughs> more than they do in Beacon yeah. Hills. They're bankrupt. Well, no, but the benefactor is giving the money out, so mm-hmm. that's Lannister that's gold a- that's paying for all of these yeah, murders. That's a good point. I, I would. It's probably Cersei too. Cersei, too, yeah, yeah, and her dead son probably rose from the dead in Teen Wolf. Anyway, <laughs> getting into the episode, <laughs> we start off with Sheriff Stalinsky and Derek. They're like investigating the Wendigo murder mm-hmm. on top of the hospital, mm-hmm. and we actually find out that you know Derek knows that somebody else was there, mm-hmm. and so then we're taken to, <clears throat> excuse me, we're taken to the scene where like Peter is exploring Derek's loft so mm-hmm. looking for him and he gets like a uh, tomahawk uh-huh. with wolfsbane that into his chest. Insane. I was, that like, was what? like what? Crazy. Yeah. And like the pa- I love the paper just like getting stuck to his chest. That was it was such an awesome moment. But did you guys feel I felt like, you know, that moment on the roof with um Derek and Zelensky, it felt very like procedural a little bit. Like this episode yeah. felt a little procedural. It's a little law and order. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Dun, dun. <laughs> I yeah, a dead body and yeah. I liked Derek working with Stalinsky I though. Yeah. Too. I love yeah. Stalinsky. I yeah. mean, he's one of my favorite characters. I feel like this was the first time they've like shared screen space. I mean, you guys would know cuz you're the editors, but just the two of them. I haven't really seen them like go on. This is an their adventure. first kind of like working together, but buddy mm-hmm. buddy episode, yeah. crime episode. Yeah. They make a good pair. Yeah, I have. I he, thought so. He, I love that moment when he's like, "I have my own expert coming in on this." Yeah, like, <laughs> we call that the Batman moment <laughs> when he, he turns around and Derek is just standing there. Yeah, <laughs> so many little moments in this yeah. episode that I loved. I enjoyed that, and I want to talk about 
whenever they get that message continuing with their little buddy buddy adventure when they're at the uh, sheriff's department and they see they're kind of logged in the computer and they see that the money the benefactor says like money's been transferred and they find out that you know he's not just a killer he's like mm-hmm. an assassin and this sniper mm-hmm. now I want to know you know later on in the episode we see the mute actually get killed by Peter are there other mutes because I really wanted to know I really wanted them to take him in for questioning, and I wanted to know, like, why mm-hmm. is he doing this? That whole, like, transfer of information through the blood thing was really awesome, and I wanted to know everything. And now, like, he's dead, so I'm hoping there are more mutes, or maybe he's not maybe dead. There's, maybe there's more mutes. Yes, Jude? I think that the mutes were some sort of, like, military experiment. And the reason why they don't have a mouth is because I think they were human. I think the mute is human. I don't think I don't mm-hmm. think he's supernatural. I think they soldered their mouth or found people that didn't have mouths to begin with because there are people like that supposedly. Um or maybe they they were supposed to like keep some secret and they didn't want them to talk. I think the reason why for that is like they were sent on like these super dangerous top secret missions and that right. and like what you guys don't know is it's an Avengers crossover. <laughs> so this is a Marvel universe. <laughs> yes. Mute is actually Wolverine. It's starting to make sense now, actually. Yeah. I get it. Um, so we get that p- part where Derek and the sheriff actually go to the school where the internet sing- mm-hmm. signal came from. And they see the blood coming out from under the door. But Derek's like, that's weird because mm-hmm. I didn't smell it. So mm-hmm. at that point, we realize, okay, this must be fake blood. And then they kind of hesitate to open the door, and it's good they did because there was a bomb behind the door, mm-hmm. and they would have died. So then, you know, they have this fight with the with the mute, and they finally get him under control. And then here comes Peter, yeah. who just you know he's a creature of habit yeah. and just takes life right out of him. So it seems like he, like Peter, comes up with like this stuff that he's holding, which makes the mute seem like he's not a person or or he's some sort of like technology creature. I don't know. Like, I had no idea what he was sort of holding there. Can you guys talk about that? He's holding his mouth. That's what I was thinking. Really? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. like, what is this thing? Like, he, like, ripped out out his mouth. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Peter's a, you know, curious creature, also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think he got to the bottom of it. (laughs) Um, And hopefully absorbed some answers for us. Uh, so, you know, then we got that whole po- part where Derek actually saved Stalinsky from the Tomahawk. So that was nice. He sort of owes him one in the future. And then I want to move on to sort of talking about Styles and Malia because they're like my favorite Ugh. couple. I know a lot of people give yeah. them hate, but mm-hmm. no, I love them. I, I do too. I literally cried. <laughs> oh. I was like tearing up and I didn't know what it was, but it was just like, gosh, that moment was just so intense for me. Right. So we get Styles helping Malia like prepare for the full moon. And mm-hmm. I love that part where Stolinsky walks in mm-hmm. and he like has Malia in chains and yeah. Styles is like, says to his father, it's not what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a caller on oh. the line. Yay. Caller, what's your name? Hey. Where are you from? Hey, party people. It's um, Josh from Florida. <laughs> Hi, Josh, hey, Josh from Florida. Hello, Josh. Hi. <laughs> Do you have a question for Gabe and Betsy? Um, well, the question's pretty much for all of you guys. Um, I just wanted to know, what did you guys think of, I guess without, you know, spoiling the rest of the episode, because you guys haven't got there, but um, the whole scene with Lydia, you know, by mm-hmm. her, you know, I felt like the whole party scene specifically, mm-hmm. like, she had, it feels like she's changed a lot. Like, a couple seasons ago, she was, like, you know, as Style said, the party queen, you know, mm-hmm. the one who everyone, you know, really looked to to throw a huge party. And this episode, she really seemed like she just was withdrawn from all of it. Like, she mm-hmm. was kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. Way, like, the raid scene from last season, like, she was just over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Do you, do you feel like the loss of her of best party friend Lydia? really, like, affected her personality in a way, you know, made her more mature, made her just... The loss of you know, Allison? Yeah. 
I mean, she's mm-hmm. been through, they've all been through a lot, but yeah, the loss of Allison and then also just Lydia's um, coming to terms with her power, I think, has made her, forced her to grow up a little faster than she would have liked to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe there's some more party Lydia left. <laughs> Or maybe she'll go into that a little bit more in her 20s or something. Mm -hmm. But right now, I think she's just grappling. Yeah, college Lydia. Well, it seems like her family is having financial troubles as well. Yes. They're getting ready to sell the house for some reason. It seems like uh, this season has a lot to do with money. Mm -hmm. Josh, what did you think about Lydia? Do you think now she's more mature? Because she really freaked out when that wine got spilled on the carpet. That's not the old Lydia. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, I, I think, you know, it's just as we get older, we take on more responsibilities. And sometimes, you know, responsibilities hit us when we're younger than others. And we just have to learn to grow and accept it. And I feel like, you know, I guess I guess Allison was her backbone. You know, I feel like the people who you're around the most are the ones who, you know, you really cling to and you grow mm-hmm. to. And I feel like besides... Mm-hmm. Allison, there was styles, and you know, yeah. no one mm-hmm. else you really communicated with mm-hmm. on that personal, personal level. So, right. I mean, just like anybody, you know, losing your best friend, it, I just feel like it takes time, you know, yeah. to get back into your old mojo. Well, yeah. the show has, you know, emotional consequences. That's one of the things mm-hmm. uh, that makes Teen Wolf, I think, unique as a teen drama is that these characters have been through. Really, really horrible, horrible <laughs> yes. um, things, and and each event causes them to grow in a certain way. And, mm-hmm. and, and in a lot of ways, she's been one of the you know gone through a lot of more changes than a lot of the other characters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see how she develops over the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I think she's definitely getting older and more mature. And the party scene's not her scene anymore. It's more about where dead people lie. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be, where, seems to be yeah. where the party is for her. She likes to party with the underworld I these know. days. If only her powers told her where the next party is. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Josh, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate your support. Thanks, no Josh. Problem. You guys are awesome. Bye, Bye. Josh. So getting back to Styles helping Malia. So I like that moment when he sort of, you know, tells her, I know exactly what you're going through. I know you're scared because, uh, you know, you hurt your family. But I can relate to that because when I was Void Styles, you know, I did a lot of things I wasn't proud of. And in the end, I found out, you know, that mm-hmm. control is really overrated. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he lets her go. And right before she basically eats him or attacks him, like, she gets herself under control. Yeah. What was it like editing those moments with Styles and Malia? And do you guys like their relationship as the editors? Do you guys have, a, like, a team certain relationship that you root for? <laughs> I really like uh, Stalinsky and Melissa. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. We got to get that wedding ring off him now. I know. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The Styles and Malia, um, they're, I mean, uh, just uh, Dylan and Shelly are are really great actors and they have a really great chemistry. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, that scene I think was really showed how well they could work together on an emotional level mm-hmm. and as as kind of contrasting with the earlier scene where they're putting the trains on the chains on which was a comic scene mm-hmm. and they both are able to bring that uh, element to uh, to both ends of the spectrum and yeah I mean it was a really fun scene to work with just because of uh, of Malia's transformation and and her there was a lot of great material of just like heart heartbreaking material. Mm-hmm. With when her. you guys are editing that, are the special effects aren't done yet, right? Or no. are, right, okay. So how does that go into play? Is it difficult sometimes? Well, actually, um, in this particular scene, we had a uh, it was problematic because of her eyes. So yeah. the eye shots cost money. <laughs> and um, it's a long, long scene where she should be, uh, you know, uh, wear coyote. And mm. we just couldn't feature her eyes on through the whole thing because it was just too expensive. So mm-hmm. we had to orchestrate a way that we could have some her eyes be on sometimes and not other times and then have her kind of the back to the shot a little mm-hmm. bit more in certain mm-hmm. moments. Right. While at the same time keeping a balance with you know being able to see your face and be mm-hmm. able to perceive the emotion that's going on there, so yeah, all of those any visual effects uh, sequence that is emotional like that is a real challenge to kind of balance the 
our budgetary constraints against, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I against think, the drama. I think you guys have had a history with being able to balance it really well and just yeah. really using, conserving those moments when you really see. I remember, you know, we saw the twins split once, I think, like, you know, fully. Right. right. Yeah. You know, like, you guys really, you know, save it and just, like, show it. When it's like with the biggest bang, you yeah. Know, before your and then it goes on, off, you know, off camera, yeah, or you know, like exactly. we rarely ever see someone actually transform from mm-hmm. human form into a wolf yeah. form mm-hmm. because that's expensive. But there's a million ways to do it where it kind of happens, right? But then screen. it doesn't take anything away from it. No, not at all. Not at all. Like, I think it, it's better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah no, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It just like being fully in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get to the main story. How you know Scott has bitten Liam mm-hmm. <laughs> and he calls Styles to the rescue because he doesn't know what to do. So he basically kidnapped Liam from the crime scene, mm-hmm. has him held up, and Styles gets there and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he kind of helps him calm him down, and then yeah. they get played by Liam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw that coming. Yeah, I'm like, really, he's not gonna cry. But but at that yeah. point, I was still thinking, you know, maybe he's something else because the whole thing seemed to not be affecting him as much as it did. The the other people when mm-hmm. they first got bit so i was like maybe he's not a werewolf maybe he was already some kind of supernatural creature because he was just handling it very well and he was fighting off everybody without being a werewolf mm-hmm. you know like he took the chair to them and he mm-hmm. actually escaped yeah well i mean there was some interesting dialogue going on on youtube lexi howard uh was saying that peter has a son mm- Oh. Yeah, and so they think that maybe Liam is Peter's long lost son, and hmm. how similar Liam looks to Peter when he was younger. And Peter has a lot of kids oh, they floating do around. They kind of look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's just a happy coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that because we don't know. We only know who his stepdad is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a possibility. Right. Could be. That it was really interesting. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is. Thanks for bringing that up, June. Um, yeah. So we get that Lydia writes this code unknowingly, and she's talking to Kira, Kira about it, and she's saying, you know, I drew the Nebaton tree, so obviously if we can figure out this code, it could help us. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets the lake house keys from her mother, and they use Kira as a vixen to invite <laughs> Liam to uh. the party. Love and that. we were talking about this scene earlier when, you know, she's walking down the stairs and she mm-hmm. trips and falls. Now, yep. was that like, I saw, I saw her feet go up, was she just, so she probably walked down the stairs and like fell onto like an air mat or oh, what? Oh yeah, it was a mattress, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we didn't have the actual impact. Of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want to see that. No, I don't want her fall. I don't want to see her Kira fall. I thought no. it was funnier to see yeah, like the, the feet come yeah, up. The feet I thought come so up. Too. I thought so like, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, we love her character, and especially in these moments where she's supposed to be like this sexy one, and she totally fails and like falls so and something like that. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. Kira. But she can do it too. She's she was a trickster. Doing it. Maybe and it's all a she trick. Tripped, yeah. Yeah. The, clum, the oh, clumsiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was doing it. <laughs> I mean, it still worked. She was came to the party. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he came, exactly. It actually worked better because he, like, came to her rescue mm-hmm. and kind of picked I her up. I thought he was going to catch her. That would have been oh. awesome. And then they could have ridden off into the sunset. Yes, exactly. Why didn't that happen, guys? Did you guys <laughs> leave that part out? Did somebody cut that in the editing room? It was Betsy. Betsy! Oh, my oh. Betsy was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> ships to protect here. <laughs> so, Styles finds out that Liam has a serious anger issue and took a crowbar to his teacher's car at his old school. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm, like, scared for the packs. I'm like, what's this kid going to do? Like, we've seen yeah. him fight him fight them off already, and now he's got these crazy anger issues. Mm-hmm. I was um, worried for Kira, and when I... When yeah, that red car pulled up car. to the house, I was like, whew, thank goodness. The red Toyota? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Toyota. <laughs> I love their product placements, like the Samsung, Galaxy. Oh, we I love mean, it. It's wonderful. <laughs> is it difficult to work around, or is it pretty easy to put those in? You know, it's difficult to make them feel not super, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, slap in the face, mm-hmm. which, you know, sometimes we have to make them slap in the face. I feel like so. if you don't work in the industry, though, it's really not obvious. Like, when I was People younger, on the I internet, never they really notice. noticed. They notice. Maybe they're yeah. they're getting smarter, those those internet people. Yeah. Well, no, we, when, when they, 
this is a new thing, though. Like over mm. the last ten years, Hollywood, yeah, yeah, it wasn't okay. as prevalent back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, always so like why. a little bit, but now right. it's yeah. just like a lot. Yeah. Because that's a lot of where the money comes from. Right, right. That makes sense. And and for those Teen Wolf eyes, yeah, yep, you want the exactly. eyes? We gotta add the phone in the car. The, the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they take Liam to the lake house and they have a little intervention with him. And right before he basically runs out again, and we see him getting very angry, um, he kind of breaks down and starts turning again. And um, I love that part. The floor. He scratches yeah. the floor. <laughs> um, I love that part where he is asking what everybody is, yeah. and he looks at Styles, and he was like, well, "What are you?" And he's like, "Well, I was possessed by a dark <laughs> evil spirit at one oh. time." At one time, and he's like, well, "What are you now?" And he's like. Better. <laughs> that was one of my what favorite is he parts. Supposed to say, he's just I like, know. I don't know, was he like? You know what? I feel like when people ask, it kind of makes him feel bad that he's not something supernatural. I All his friends are good. now. Yeah, he should feel good about it. Should be like human. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like Team Human. I'm Proud. all in support yeah. of that. Right. But mm-hmm. whenever he was like letting Malia out of the chains, I'm like, does he like want? The bite because oh. of the, because of that moment because yeah. they were kind of pointing him out that Very he doesn't have a special yeah. power. So yeah. I was like, He's getting a little jealous. That's is a good he okay? Yeah. yeah. Either way, exactly. he obviously doesn't want her to bite him. But if it does, maybe he wouldn't be upset with that happening. That's is very he the true. only human left in, of the team group? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, because yeah. well, it was Allison yeah. and then Mason that we know oh. of. that we know of. That we know of. Um, I mean, everybody that we know of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All the but new like, people. In the, in the actual. The new freshmen. Yeah, Garrett, old, yeah. Violet, and Mason are new freshmen, which we will get to later, right. which I'm shocked about their past. I definitely right. want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we'll, we'll talk about the Lydia throwing a party. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's not happy about this. And she freaks over, you know, um, when Mason's exploring the house and she gets upset that the wine is spilt. And I was like, I found this to be a weird moment for her. It was almost out of character, I felt, for her to be that upset and kind of yeah. freaking out over something like that. But I think it, that might have been, you know, her powers being a little OCD or sort of coming in. I mean, that room was very, like, David Lynch-looking, I felt. Well, as the caller was saying earlier, just in terms of her character change, you know, she used to be a big partier, and now she's having a party forced upon her, mm-hmm. which is an entirely mm-hmm. different experience as a party thrower. That's mm-hmm. and, a great point. You know, so she's already in this emotional space where she's just like, this is awful, these people are awful. And mm-hmm. yeah, so the wine is just that last right. little, That last yeah. straw. That's a good point. Um, the, the I, room, yeah. The soundproof room. Yeah. Now that makes me think, what the heck happened in this room? What the heck happened in, in the room? past? <laughs> yeah. Because why do you have a soundproof room? Those things cost money to build, and you'd yeah. have to have a good reason mm-hmm. for that. A, you'd have to have a reason. It seems mm-hmm. like there's, a, you know, when she was put on the record and she was hearing, like, the voices, and then yeah. I just love, that's my favorite shot, that scene where, can you guys talk about that, where, like, the faces are coming through? So mm-hmm. that's not a wall. What is that, like, some sort of, like... Uh, well, you, can, you never know in with Lydia if what she's seeing or hearing is in the real, real world mm-hmm. or something in her mind that's being right. communicated to her. So, right. um, but yeah, that that shot is uh, not CG. Wow, <laughs> for the most part, yeah. for the most part, yeah. I think um, maybe a little bit. It's fixed with color. It's mm-hmm. fixed. Yeah. yeah, but we did that. You guys did an awesome job. I just thought that was so creepy. And and just like the whole aesthetic of the room being like that bright white Mm -hmm. and then a few colorful objects and then like the, you know, the record player. That's very, um, you know, weird these days. It's Russell. (laughs) It's Russell uh, Mulcahy's, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the uh, directors. It's his uh, Stanley Kubrick. He's always trying to do (laughs) Kubrick shots. And so that was a very Kubrickian room Mm -hmm. environment with the red. Kubrick is always about red and white. And black sometimes. So that room was all red and white and black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it was very uh, creepy. Yeah. I just loved the whole feel of it. Yeah. And then the faces yeah. coming through the walls also made me feel like, mm-hmm. okay, what happened in this room? People had to have been killed, you know? Yeah. And, and it's soundproof, so no one would have heard, heard like, gunshots, screaming, torture, or, anything. Or I thought it was really strange that it was, you know, Lydia's lake house. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, you know, maybe... 
banshees run her family like why why did she why is she a banshee of all things she's a banshee for some reason and they have a soundproof i just feel like you know for the screaming maybe yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) screaming practice yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) well what was interesting was when i was watching it on the tv the voices weren't coming out. Like, literally. The vo- oh, oh yeah. wait, on the West Coast? Yes. Well, it no, wasn't it was, supposed it was ever, to be was, voices. I don't I don't no, no, think. No, I, literally I heard mean about the dialogue. that. You mean oh. the dialogue between Mason and Lydia? Yes. Yeah. Even yes. on the West Coast? Oh, yeah. no, I think I was watching the East Coast Oh, TV. okay. So, like, it was so... But it was on the West Coast but, as well. It was. Yeah. So it was it all was the time crazy sounds. because I had watched it on my laptop and I heard them talking and then I saw it on the TV and they weren't talking and I was like... But but you can still hear all the background music and yeah. like her like scrubbing the floor. It was a totally different mm. experience. I thought it was kind of cool and it was kind of like eerie. <laughs> totally it was, on it purpose. Was a technical yeah. Error, yeah. <laughs> totally on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it did yeah. it. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Well, I watched it on MTV.com and it's perfectly fine. It was fine. fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 yeah. For some some of the West Coast, it was fine. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. I think it was maybe uh, a certain provider. HD. Uh, no, it was a I, lot of providers. No, I did a little like poll today to figure out what asked, the issue was. Yeah, I was asking the fans, you know, mm-hmm. who who had the problems yeah. to try and narrow it down. And did you come to a conclusion? Um, well, it's uh, maybe HD, um, um, but then there were some SD people. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, I think it was a five point one issue. Gotcha. Which is the audio. So if you have, you know, the surround sound and 5.1 has a center speaker where the dialogue comes out of, mm-hmm. and it, that speaker might have cut out. Oh, so that you makes hear everything sense. else, but just not the dialogue. Yeah. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. That happens sometimes. With did you get it? Sound. When did it start to go out? Um, right when Mason goes up. And then Lydia's okay. like, "What are and you doing?" And then it was out, it was back by the end of the scene. Yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. And well, and then by and then like she went, the room became silent. Yeah. And then she went to the record player. So it wasn't it wasn't like it's you an know, odd, odd coincidence of yeah, exactly. places. Yeah, it, it really yeah. was. It really Spooky. was. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't an accident, guys. It was on purpose. <laughs> it was on purpose. Uh, so you know the we- this is so weird that what she gets out of this whole thing is that the password is Allison. Mm-hmm. Now, what could this mean? Is this someone in Allison's family? Who knows? I, what could it Chris mean? I think, I think we did say we thought it was Chris Argent um, a I couple episodes snapped. ago. You and think he, he snapped. snapped? I mean, he lost his wife. He lost his daughter. I mean, like... He's got a beard. So, he, so he's yeah, like... he grew out a yeah, beard. I love that. I love I the love beard. He goes to um, France. But you know what? It's it's not a bad idea that that could be the case mm-hmm. because he was out of the picture and now mm-hmm. he's back in the picture. Mm-hmm. He happened to know where everybody was. Right? And yeah, mm-hmm. he d- he did lose lose everyone. And initially, he was against all the supernatural creatures. So, and when people die that we care about, we tend to take it out on somebody. Yes. You know, so he could be taking it out on all the supernatural creatures in the yeah. town. And he could have put together, you know, his family's not there to help him hunt anymore, so he could have put together this orphan clan mm-hmm. to There's help him. one him. member of his family to help him hunt. Kate? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good his point. <laughs> well, I mean... Where is Kate? But furthermore, he could have used her to get that whole thing going, you And know? maybe he is. Yeah. And maybe he is, because she was kind of in on it yeah. whenever they mm-hmm. went to the hail cellar and stole the money anyway, mm-hmm. so... Not a bad idea. That could definitely be the plot behind what we're missing here. But um, <laughs> so the the code turns into a Deadpool, which all the supernatural creatures are listed. And I have a few questions about this. Is this like a lottery? Because I saw there were numbers beside them. Is that mm-hmm. how much you get paid those numbers for so. killing them, mm-hmm. or is that like a lottery system? Can you guys comment on that at all? Uh, no. <laughs> what do you mean lottery system? Okay, so I thought maybe like they put numbers next to everyone's name and then they would draw a number and that's who they'd have to kill. But then watching the episode again, some people had the same number next to their name. So I'm like, is that how much they'd get paid? For, you thought it'd ha- be how much they'd get paid yeah. for killing that yeah, person, but some people were only like twenty five dollars. I think it's, I think it's thousand. I think it's two hundred fifty thousand oh. or twenty five thousand. Okay, yeah. mm. that would make more yeah. sense. Because mm. um, you wouldn't put zero 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 zero. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I might. That'd just be too much ink to use. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Uh, so let's talk about Violet. 
Garrett and Mason. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know if Mason is an orphan, but it definitely seems like Violet and Garrett are Mm -hmm. because, you know, we get that whole... You know, uh, they are orphans who grew up with, like, a dark past, Mm -hmm. and now they're working for their friend, the benefactor, who they don't actually know, but in Mm -hmm. order to prove their kills, they sent him a a text message of the picture, Mm -hmm. and then money is transferred into their bank account. So Mm -hmm. I guess because they have this dark past and no real family, they're willing to make money this way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the benefactor... Uh, yeah. A non-family business, I A guess. non-family <laughs> <Yeah>. business. <laughs> the benefactor has picked these targets, these young kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's funny is the pack kind of thinks these are professional killers because she does have a violet. We see her kill the... Uh, the keg delivery guy <laughs> who turns out to be a werewolf mm-hmm. that was just hiding mm-hmm. among society, probably not yep. hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. And I like those three things he recites. He mm-hmm. says three things cannot be long hidden, the sun, the moon, the truth, and he repeats them. So is that a new verse? Who taught him that verse, and does it really like calm them down? So many interesting questions you pose. <laughs> June, do you have any answers for me? They're not, they're giving me the poker face over here. <laughs> well, um, I thought it was really interesting that the last one was the truth mm-hmm. because he's using it to hide the truth, right? Which is the fact that he's a werewolf, mm-hmm. you know, and but he's using it to calm himself down. But then I saw the sneak peek of ne- the next episode of the girl in the bus, uh-huh. and she's she was doing also it too. saying mm. it. So I don't really know. And who would have taught them? Yeah, this? and like why? Why does so? Like all of the rogue werewolves, werewolves know, know this? Have yeah. this. I don't know. Where do you go to werewolf school? Yeah. Where do you learn these verses? Where is werewolf school? I think that's Beacon Hills High. I think we've established (laughs) that. Um, So basically this whole town, like no one's human pretty much. Pretty much. That's what we're learning. Or they're pretending to be. Yeah, they're a beacon. So all the super... I mean, why just put a dome over the town? Yep. Blow it up. Come on, benefactor. I think that's another show. That is that might Isn't be. That, don't you guys do that dome. show here? That that may have been under the dome. Okay. I just threw that in there. I totally came up with I mean, that. We have like betas. Like we have a show here called like betas. Yes, there are a few. Um, so Violet has a thermal cut wire that she wears around her neck as I've a got necklace. One of those. It like heats up. It's great. Cut head, cut heads off. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe. probably better than mace, right? If you're walking down Hollywood streets. I go for the mace. I just ordered <laughs> mine. I just ordered mine yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. yeah, I always carry mace. Different dun, decorative dun, dun. buttons. Yep. Yeah, right. But it's all but, the rage. but yeah, where do you get the thermal cut wire? That's well, a new I one feel for me. I feel like that was like a very ancient relic y looking mm. necklace, and we know that the Argent family has a very long history. Mm. And so maybe they're being supplied with their weapons yeah, I mean, as well. It makes sense if Chris Argent is the benefactor. It would make sense that he would give them these like special weapons because they hunt yeah. his supernatural creatures. And, and these orphans. They had to have had some training. Yeah. Because they are coming off somewhat professional, you know, mm-hmm. so it's hard, far. It's hard to kill. Well, apparently it's not that hard to kill werewolves, but, <laughs> you know, you do need a special well, they tools. they make it look easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Allison was trained. Yeah. I don't know. They just reminded me so much of Allison. Because so, Allison was human, but yeah. she had all these special weapons. Mm-hmm. So maybe these mm-hmm. orphans were adopted by a special hunter father. Who trained them. But it seems like they don't know who the benefactor is. It seems like their communication is just via cell phone. Via text. Yeah. Yeah, and text. So. But he could still train them somehow. Or send them to a training school. I don't know. Gosh, I do not want to be. Like, I feel like perhaps these orphans will switch sides eventually. Because, you know, they are friends with Liam. Mason's Mm -hmm. friends with Liam. Mason seems to be friends with Violet and Garrett, who are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, you know, if the right people would talk to them, perhaps the orphans would switch sides. But I like that there's, like, this human element to this season where mm-hmm. it's not a supernatural creature, but there's mm-hmm. a really live u- human who's doing this killing and a mm-hmm. bunch of professional orphan killers as well. So I like that, mm-hmm. that that storyline came out in this season and in this episode. Everybody I think needs money. Yeah, I think it's interesting you say that because that moment where Garrett, you know, pays for the cake, mm-hmm. I think showed a very human and nice side to him. And you kind of get the feeling. I think he like, knew he was going to get it back, 
She should have rifled through his pockets. Yeah. I'm sure she did. I mean, they have to get rid of him, right? Or are they just going to leave him there? I guess they might leave him there because it looked like next episode we sort of get to get the investigation of what exactly mm-hmm. happened there. It's yet another Stalinsky. <laughs> Stalinsky. Oh, jeez. Dung <laughs> <laughs> dung. <dun. laughs> Gosh, he's got to, like, he'd be so successful in any other town. Because yeah. he's got all these acquired skills now from dealing with supernaturals. Uh, so he'd, we, he'd just be jumping to the wrong conclusion in these other towns. So. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, yeah, this was true. a world. Oh, Wendigo, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's just, okay, no. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. He would definitely <laughs> always be blaming it on Supernatural. That's really funny, mm-hmm. actually. That, I feel like he needs his own spinoff where he does go to another town. The Stalinsky Files. Yeah, the Stalinsky <laughs> yeah. Files. The X-Files. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch it too. And you guys can edit it for us. All right. We're going to come film it after hours. You guys don't have enough on your plate, right? How long did this episode take to edit? Like four weeks? Oh, yeah. Four weeks standard amount. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, as we said before, just Teen Wolf episodes are very cinematic. They're very uh, diverse uh, material. So, yeah, it takes, takes a lot on all sides to make them. Well, we appreciate it because it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get that alone moment with Scott and Kira where, you know, they're kind of babysitting Liam and then kind of not. Kira's talking to Scott and kind of asking him, you know, how can you control it so well? And he's like, well, I just keep my, I focus on keeping my heart rate down. And she gets, turns on this like sexual side and she suddenly has got this confidence that like I did not see in her before. And she's like doing all these little acts to sort of encourage his heart rate to move, to well, jump. she's a trickster. That's her spirit, yeah. you know. But so. I hadn't seen this through, yeah. in her before. Really? I thought I, thought I had. Just like the sexual side because before she mm. was so like nervous around him. Mm-hmm. Well it didn't yeah. feel very sexual to me. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why it felt more playful to me. That's a good point. She's getting more comfortable with him too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then she you know his eyes does they do turn and then mm-hmm. she's like oh and I heard you growl too but nope. Mm-hmm. Liam's awake again and um he gets away and dun 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 our favorite guy bearded Argent comes back and saves Scott. <laughs> That was amazing. Yeah. And the beard. I mean, is there a serious choice behind that? Did he just grow a beard this season and Jeff was like, cool, I like it? Or is there a choice that behind happened. that? Yeah, I think he grew a beard between the two seasons and Jeff saw it and said, keep it. Okay. And then it was, yeah, I mean, it's a clear character choice, too. I yeah. think I think a JR grew it in anticipation that it would be a good thing for his character to mm-hmm. look like. And he came yeah. in and was like, how about this beard? And, and Jeff loved it. I agree with yeah. that because he has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People try tend to like let themselves go a little bit. He's been bit, through so. a lot. Yes. Yeah. He's lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can gain, though, from his beard. Yeah, his beard is supernatural. So <laughs> it's- <laughs> He's lost a lot. We're going to grow it on his face now. <laughs> his um, beard gives him special strength. That would be awesome. He seemed a lot stronger. Um, He helped Scott, you know, kind of corner Liam to a point where he could talk him down, talk some sense into him. Mm -hmm. And we get that moment where Liam's like, I can't have my parents see me as a monster again. And then we, the hero music cuts in and Scott's like, not a monster, you're a werewolf. And I really liked that bond between them because before he was trying to tell him, look, we're brothers, but you know, he wasn't quite getting through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we got Liam in that sort of emotional state. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's going to follow Scott now? Do you think he's going to listen to him? Did he get through? Um, well, I think that, I don't know. I think in the beginning, maybe, reluctantly, he'll be under Scott. But I think Liam just strikes me as such a temperamental character mm-hmm. that, you know, once he realizes all this power he has, like, I feel like he's going to want more. And I think he just doesn't seem like a follower to me. Yeah. I I guess we'll see. I don't know, because he has been sort of a rebel yeah. uh, so far this season. Mm-hmm. And for him to be under Scott, I don't know if I see yeah. that happening anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. I think he's going to try to, like, bite other people. Maybe Mason and Garrett and Violet. That'll be interesting. Yeah, because he's sort of a wild card mm-hmm. that they can't exactly control. I want to know <laughs> how much better he's going to get at lacrosse. That <laughs> That's right? a really good point. Yeah, there was a sneak of that. Right a little bit. Yeah. Was that uh, we got to see episode? Kira 
Kira playing oh, Kira next episode. Oh, Kira in uniform. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to, before we get into predictions, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, what sort of drew you guys into the industry, into editing specifically. Oh, interesting. Why don't you, why don't you start with that one? <laughs> Betsy? <laughs> um, well, I actually grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina. And mm-hmm. when I was in high school, they were uh, shooting Dawson's Creek. Oh. And uh, I was always... Shout out. Yeah. Dawson's Love Creek. that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always just, they were always shooting right near my house, and I would kind of go down there and hang out, and I was like, this is so neat, you know? So, um, that's kind of how I got pulled into TV, and then I went to, um, film school at North Carolina School of the Arts, Mm -hmm. and did a little bit of everything, and just really liked editing the best. I've always sort of been an indoor kid, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I like being in an office. Yeah. And not having to deal with the chaos of production. Yes. Mm. Oh, gotcha. What about you, Gabe? What sort of drew you into the industry? Uh, well, I was one of those kids who always was playing around with the video camera back with the, when it was, like, high eight. And, um, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I bought a video camera when I was 13. I worked as a busboy at a Aww. restaurant, <laughs> and I saved up, and I bought a video camera, and I made these all these little videos, and I just kept making videos, and I never thought of it as a career until... Mm probably end of high school or so it was like oh obviously i should do this so, yeah. do, you, do you still go back and watch those old videos well they're all falling apart now because they're all on vhs so i've been trying them? to like digitize them a little bit and they're absolutely ridiculous and embarrassing Oh, oh my god! Yes. That's awesome. Can we you like, see them? You should edit them I know, together. I should. Well, that's one of the other uh, Alyssa Clark, who's been on the show several times as Love a writer Alyssa. and editor. So she has had a couple times a uh, an embarrassing films festival at her mm, house where people amazing. have to bring a terrible awesome. old film that they made and play them. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. yeah, I played one of those and it was yes terrible. Was it award winning? <laughs> it was award winningly bad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it was terrible. <laughs> What would you guys say has been one of your favorite episodes to edit or one of your favorite memories from in the edit bay or a certain scene that really sticks out in your mind? I actually really like the the quiet room in this episode was one of my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to be able to play with sound that way and have it be able to really cut out and go quiet mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just to be able to let it be really long. Like mm-hmm. Usually the shows start out at... You know, 45 minutes, 48 minutes, then we have to bring it down to 40 minutes. And um, that scene, so you just kind of whittle down each scene. And that scene, I did one cut of it, and I was like, I'm never touching the scene again. <laughs> no pacing is coming out of this. So I just like protected that scene, and it never came down at all. It stayed at that long, kind of oh, like leisurely awesome. pace. It was really and that was it, fun. It was an amazing section of yeah. the yeah. it really It's was. very memorable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the audio at the end, um, uh, Brian Parker did an amazing job with the sound of the record, and, mm-hmm. and that, that just tied the whole thing together. It's mm-hmm. so, such a scary sound. And, and, oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. it was. Let's yeah. see, I know you guys don't get to see the actors a lot, but I know sometimes they come in and they bug you guys in the edit bay. Do you have, like, a funny story that of interaction with any of the actors? Um, probably, okay, I know. So when I first started, uh, I started at the beginning of season three. Um, I was sitting in there doing dailies or something, and I hear giggling outside my door. And so I turned around, and it's uh, Dylan and Tyler. And, and they know that I'm new, you yeah. know? And so they, they kind of trick me a little bit. And they, they like are like, oh, can we watch some dailies, you know? Or can we watch the scene or whatever? And I was like, I'm not allowed to do that. And, and I was like, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I need to. And they're like, oh, we do it all the time. <laughs> like it's fine. And and I just started working there, so I didn't know, you know. And I'm like, yeah. all right. And so I like started playing scenes, the scene for them, you know. And after the fact, I went to Gabe and I was like. Well, this just happened, you know. He's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got no. me. They totally oh, they tricked me. They sound good. like trickster spirits. They know what spirits. they're doing. Yeah. They I, do. I hear that there, there's a lot of pranks going on. So. Yeah, yeah, we don't do pranks to each other. In the editor We're room. introverts, you know. We don't. We don't appreciate that kind of hijinks. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Now, I was talking to you guys earlier about some fan art. Can you guys tell us about that? Yeah. 
So we started a fan art gallery mm-hmm. in editorial because we needed, uh, we just had all these empty walls and we really needed something to put on them. We were going to put on mo- movie posters, but then we started, uh, we'd all been, you know, emailing to each other little pieces of fan art that we'd seen that we liked. So we just developed that into uh, this project where we printed them out and put them in, you know, fancy frames being frames from ikea and uh, <laughs> and gave some gallery tags and uh yeah and and then we have a tumblr mm-hmm. we have a tumblr and we were featuring a uh, piece of fan art every week oh cool um, we're we're currently have featured everything oh we were getting the actors to actually come in and like pose with the art oh that's awesome that's very yeah. cool and where can, can you, we go yeah. to see that um teenwolfpostproduction.tumblr.com Oh, that's so cool. And we're going to do some more. Jeff yeah. Jeff was, um, the other day, he was walking around just looking at the art, as one does when one is just kind of wandering around editorial. And uh, he said, we need to do more of these. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do more. Can the fans submit their art to you guys? Is there a way for them to do that or maybe tweet it at you? I mean, we love seeing anything that anyone wants to send us. It's there's a, It's so overwhelming. There are so many pieces that we've been uh, just restricting it to the things that we come across naturally. Mm. Mm. Um, So we're not really taking official submissions. But, of course, anyone can send anything to... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, cool. it's hard because there's so much out there and there's everyone, everyone's so talented, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And so people will send me things on the Tumblr and and... I'll look at 10 a day that I would put on the wall any any day, you know? Aww. So it's just yeah. like, it's so hard. How do you do that? So I try to, like, whittle them down a little bit yeah. somehow, mm-hmm. but it, it's very hard. Just and we to, have this, we like to try and keep a balance in terms of the style of the art. So we like yeah. to have a diversity of styles. Oh, and that's then cool. also that's the yeah. characters, we like to have, mm-hmm. you know, as many characters represented as we can. And that kind of, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's more curated than it is mm-hmm. kind of, like do you have a like, favorite yeah. piece that you can just tell us about? We each do. Yeah, I think everyone show? has their own little favorites. Okay. Well, uh, what would you tell you, people who want to become editors in the industry? What's, like, a skill you would tell them to go out and get or, you know, some sort of program they should learn? What do you guys think? Avid? Avid. Or maybe start out with something free, like... Uh, um, I mean, I would always just start with, if you have a Mac, just start with iMovie. If you have mm-hmm, a PC, yeah. there's, I don't even know the PC ones, but there's, there's plenty of free ones. Your mm-hmm. iPhone, I mean, you can edit on your iPhone. Yeah. It's the same basic principle. The, mm-hmm. the tools are not important. Like my dad is always, um, asking me about, so like, so you work on the Avid, you know the Avid? You getting to know that better? And I'm like, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just a tool. And my dad's a writer. And I just, the one thing that finally convinced him was like, so, Dad, you getting to know that Microsoft Word? Getting, oh, getting to know better? that's funny. Learning more about that? It's like, <laughs> it's the same thing. So it doesn't, right. like, the tool itself isn't isn't really important. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of, gotcha. uh, of doing it. And if you have a phone that has a video camera on it and you can put that into a computer and you can edit it, it's just a matter of doing just it a learning lot. learning it. It's like mm-hmm. playing an instrument. Yeah, you, you just, just have, have to, to do, it. do it. Lots yeah. of practice. And that's that's like the creative side of it uh, for editing. You know, entry level is assistants like me, and that's more technical. So you do sort of have to learn. Like I, I do have to know. Probably, I don't, but I probably should know more <laughs> about Avid than he does. But, <laughs> what do you have to do for sure? Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> are there any but. projects that you guys are working on on the side that you can mention, or any future projects you're looking into that you definitely want to work on in the future? Uh, I'm working on a, uh, I mentioned this last time, a, uh, um, uh, t- it's called Donovan and the Vast Ancient Conspiracy. Yeah. It's, uh, a, um, a six part, half, six half hour episode series, um, that's like a very low budget Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's we, awesome. We, went, we shot all over the world. So are you guys finishing oh, editing that, that or what, yeah. where are you in the process? Um, I just, in the very, very end of the post process where I just oh, need awesome. to start getting, you know, the visual effects done and the music cleared and, and that kind of stuff. It's already edited. So wow. I'm just right. Hoping hopefully in a few months. And you'll tweet that out for us when that's finished? Absolutely, or? yes. I'm going to okay. start the whole publicity blog. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, are you working on anything at the moment? Or do you have like a future project in mind you want to work on when you when you can get away from Teen Wolf? 
Well, I'm actually boom opping for one of the other assistant editors That's this right. weekend. No <laughs> way! Going, yeah, Greg, uh, one of the assistant editors. Yes. And for um, those of us who don't know what boom opping is, can you? Uh, yes, uh, I'm basically I'm going to be recording the sound and holding the microphone for right. the actors and. Um, he he needed a boom operator, and so so he's filming a side project of he him. is he's doing a little shit. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm doing well, that that's this exciting. Weekend. Um, but no, n- nothing, no, nothing personal. Um, for me, just not yet. Anyway, just a fan art gallery. Just, just, just yeah, a fan Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and roll into predictions before we head out. Now. <laughs> You're <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have the lights and everything today. So this is when you guys tell us everything that's going to happen next episode. Okay, okay. Right, go. Ready? Tyrion Lannister. Is the benefactor. Is the benefactor. Yeah. So there's this hit list. You know, everyone's on it. I feel like we're going to discover a lot more people in the town who are actually supernatural that we didn't know about before. What do you think is going to happen, June? Well, there was, um, so I think, Stephanie Golding on um, Twitter I love her because she, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she said that somebody was not on the list. I believe it was Peter wasn't oh. on the list. There were some, there were some people who were omitted or, you know, we didn't see that. But name, he did least. get yeah. the tomahawk. This yeah, episode, he did get the so tomahawk. So maybe he's already out of it. Maybe he's already off the yeah. list. But <laughs> I think, I think Chris Argent is a benefactor. I think he snapped kind of like, you know, he just, borderline personality disorder status. Yeah, Jasmine on Twitter says, I think the person who stole the 117 or what was it, billion dollars or the 117 million. Was it million? Yeah. Okay, she thinks from the Hale vaults, she thinks it was the benefactor and he's using that money to pay the assassins, which I think does make sense. Mm -hmm. And then Jonathan says, it seems like everyone in Beacon Hill... Uh, Beacon Hills is having money problems, even the Martins. I predict mm-hmm. that Derek will share the bonds when found. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's oh, interesting. interesting. It was, uh, uh, just to follow up, it was Malia and Kira's mom both weren't on the list as well. Okay. Yeah. I think you guys should have like super close up shots of our faces while you read this stuff. So yeah, that people, see so the poker faces. Yeah. We need to yeah. Zoom yeah. see our reactions. Zoom <laughs> he had me practicing all day. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much yes, for joining you. us. It's been such a pleasure having you in studio. Gabe, what's your Twitter where the fans can follow you? It's Gabriel G. Fleming at Twitter. Awesome. We can't wait yeah. to see your sixth piece. Is it a film or it's a web series? It's uh, an indie television series. Oh, even indie, better. Yeah. Indie miniseries. That's right. And June, where can we find you? You guys can find me at Twitter, MS underscore June Lee. And then Betsy, can we follow you on the twi- on the Tumblr? Yes. Is that pretty much? Yeah. And what is that again? Can you repeat uh, it? TeenWolfPostProduction.tumblr.com. Awesome. And yep. you guys can follow me at Cinematic Escape, or you can check out my blog, Cinematic Escape. Join us next week for another after show. Thanks. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.